Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Good morning. I'm excited to be entering into summertime. It's warming up here in Utah, and I'm sure it is where you are in the world as well. So unless you're in the opposite part of the world, you're you're heading into winter. But welcome to today's show. I'm excited about the topic today. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And I think everyone will benefit from this because it's a topic that will even um, address adults very readily, and you'll be able to learn a lot about yourself today. Just a few announcements before I start into today's topic. We have a Mother's Day sale going on that just launched today at DressingYourTruth.com at our online store and also our physical store here in Utah. There's some great, great savings when we do a sale. We do really great sales, so go to DressingYourTruth.com and check out the online store, and you're going to see some fabulous new items. We now have a clothing line, and we're excited to be real, um, offering you on a regular basis new and wonderful items in our clothing line, perfect for your type of beauty. So if you're new to Dressing Your Truth, or you've never been, or you're, you've just heard about it, make sure you check it out. We offer our free beauty profiling online course. Just go to the website, and you can find the resources you need to get started there. And then the actual Dressing Your Truth program is taught through an online portal learning classroom that you can learn all the specifics for your type, how to put together a beautiful, amazing style that really takes the pressure off that frustration that women feel every day when they just trying to put themselves together. And we have great success. We have thousands and thousands of women that have gone through our program that are very happy that are very grateful for the information that they now have and the tools and skills and insights about who they are as women and the ability to really save money, look great, and feel fabulous every day. And I truly want that for every mother because that is something that will interfere with your capacity to be the best mom you can be. Um, I'd invite you to go to thecarolblog.com. We have daily posts there. Every Friday, we are now doing a parenting post. So if you want more support for your parenting, you can just search parenting in the search field, and it will bring up all the posts that we've posted so far. We always will post the radio show of the week as well. There's some great posts, and a lot of them have been spinoffs from things that I've said on the show that we've taken the topic further. And every Friday, there's a parenting post. And if you subscribe to thecarolblog.com, You'll get a Monday email that will give you the rundown of the previous week's posts that makes it real easy for you to just click through and read the ones that are um, getting your attention that you feel would be supportive to you. Now, my work here at the Better Parenting Show is based on my work with energy profiling. And I've taken my energy profiling and I've placed it in the parenting world. So the lens in which we look at the parenting experiences through energy profiling, which I teach four types, four types of human nature that are assessing a movement that is intrinsic and very innately a core part of our being. And human nature is something that's actually connected to the nature kingdom. And in my book, It's Just My Nature, you'll find that I review the four movements as the four elements that come from 
the DNA of our biology, and they're the four elements that create everything in the physical world. And you'll see that I compare the four movements in the nature kingdom, and these four movements are in every creation, living biological creation on this planet, including us humans. So in our physiology, we have these four elements in our DNA that predispose us to a certain innate movement that affects our personality, our body language, our physical characteristics, our thoughts and feelings, and our behavior tendencies. Now, what we do with that is unique to each person, but there'll be some common tendencies that I've been able to capture and highlight in my book, It's Just My Nature, and now we're looking at it in the expression of children. What tendencies do, do children come with as they're born with their nature intact and nature precedes personality? So the nature in which I'm looking at is, is a movement that's in us. And when we understand and are able to parent a child in a manner that honors their nature, they become a very cooperative, very self-motivated, very confident human being because they trust this intrinsic design within themselves. So today we want to talk about how to assist the wounded adult child. And how I'm going to start this is I want to basically give you an overview of what happens to each of the four types, the four movements, I call them the four types in my energy profiling work. What happens to them when they're to it when a child is not parented true to their nature and grows up to become that wounded or repressed adult, what does that look like? I have vast experience with this because my work has primarily been focused on helping adults in their personal development as an energy therapist and a, a personal development leader. With my books and the work, the work that I do, it's all been focused on helping adults heal their lives. So I consider myself an expert in this topic I want to um, share with you then some of the thing, the specifics that I've noticed in each of the four types that are pretty. They're they're the I would say they're the leading dysfunctions of each of the four types that are occurring in an adult's experience when they were not parented true to their nature. So this is what will happen if you ignore this and you just do what you want to do and you don't you think it's a bunch of fooey and you think you know I'm not going to go to all this trouble and parent all my children so vastly different I'm going to just parent them all the same and they're going to have you know they'll grow up and they'll be fine. So I'm going to show you what happens. I'm going to talk about what happens if you ignore this, what can you can expect your child to have to be struggling with, um, conflicted by, and dealing with in their adult life? Because I've seen some very, I've seen a lot of patterns that are very specific to each type, to where uh, the adult is wounded now, and now they're at odds with their true nature. And you're probably going to see yourself in this a bit. So that's what I meant. It's going to help adults listen to this particular radio show, although I think all the, all the radio show shows help adults because we all have the inner child we need to help heal because that's the part of us that's still feeling ashamed. That's the part of us that's still feeling, I'm a bother. It's not okay to be me. That's the part of our psyche that carries that lie, that limiting belief in that old script. So every time that something occurs that's replicating a childhood experience that sends us that message again, we buy into it, we accommodate it, and we sell ourselves out, and we continue to wound ourselves rather than seeing that life's mirroring to us an opportunity for self-examination to say, is this discomfort and this wounding I'm feeling really accurate 
or is it trying to get my attention so I'll be released, I'll release myself from it and claim the truth of who I am. And that's basically what I teach adults to do, how to clear away all the old programming, all the conditioning, so that they can tap into their greatest gift, which is yourself. So let's look at the type one. This is our upward light. I call it in my parenting book, in the child whisperer, the fun-loving child. So when the fun-loving child is not parented true to their nature, what happens is the biggest message that's sent is you're too much, you're too, you're too talkative, you're too rambunctious, you're too much movement. Movement in bouncing around, running around, talking too much, um, having a lot of ideas, sharing them openly. So the basic message that's sent to the child is, you're too much, settle down. There's too much of you. And I can't, you know, you got to you got to be responsible. That their movement, because it can be so erratic and random and it can show up in different places, especially in really more structured scenarios, the parent then responds with this effort to be make them more structured, to make this child more responsible. So that child grows into the adult who then does not trust their most natural gift, which is spontaneity, bright ideas, and a natural ability for possibility and hope. Honestly, looking at the glass half full. So this is the adult that every time that bubbles up, that energetic movement bubbles up and it comes out in a very spontaneous way, they feel self-conscious about it, they feel nervous now, they feel, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble. And they feel like I've got to rein it in. Okay, I got to I got to check myself. I got to watch that. I can't be. I got to. No, I can't let that happen. I don't want people to think I'm silly. You know, I don't want to be judged for being too silly. So there, there's this constant checking. When that it comes up so spontaneously, then they'll be like, oh, okay, pull that in. Okay, get back in your place. Get back in line kind of a feeling. They feel they have to check it. Um, And so they're spotting it. They're just aware of it. Oh, there that is. Okay. Pull that back in. And some of the most um, common side effects of them not being able to live true to themselves because they believe now it's not safe to be me. I'll be taken to be immature or silly if I'm just allowing the spontaneity to kind of do its thing, they the biggest dysfunction I see type 1s fall into is they're eating, they're overeating and being overweight. I see that, I've noticed that to be the great, more than any other type, type 1s struggle with their weight. Now, why would that be the case? Well, they're living in a world where they think they have to adhere to the structure and their spontaneous, bright nature is not appropriate in an adult world for most of the time. You know, they've got to get to work, grow up, be serious. They're not going to want to adhere to a structured eating program. They're going to kind of rebel in the world of food. And I've seen this. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking about having met thousands of people now where I've noticed these tendencies. And so it's the type 1 adult that's wounded will struggle with being fit and feeling healthy. And because it's their inner child's way of saying, screw it, I'm going to do what I want when it comes to food and nobody's going to tell me when I can and cannot eat. And they want the sweetness of life. So they'll eat they'll eat the most randomly, the most um, sort of spontaneous, you know, they'll snack a lot, they'll, because they don't want it here, because the world of dieting and, and working out is another world of structure where it's not any fun. 
like where's the fun and so they just say bag it i'm not going to bother it's just too much work and food becomes their kind of to spite the world and say you know what i've got to be me because on some level they have to try and be themselves you never can completely repress this movement and so you're going to find a place to act it out and so with food type ones act it out And then they suffer the consequence, though, of feeling heavy. And their nature is to be light. So they're now being punished in a way. So they feel it's an additional wounding to say, well, it's not okay to be me, so why would I get to be fit and look good? You know, I have to carry the weight of being inappropriate in this world. And so the type 1 adult is dealing with this weight issue now. They feel weighed down which then just interferes with their natural state of happiness. Because upward light movement creates a state of happiness. Spontaneity is uh, something that we need more of in this world. So the type 1 overweight adult who's checking themselves all the time to make sure they don't act out inappropriately and trying to control themselves gets very repressed. They don't even, I've met so many type 1s that don't even recognize they're really a type 1 because it's been so put in the corner. It's like, I need that part of me to go sit in the corner because it just keeps getting in, me into trouble. But it doesn't, it's just the parent, the way they were parented, they were misparented. They were not recognized for their true nature and then raised to trust it, allow it to grow in. Type 1 energy is fabulous adult energy. There's a lot of successful type 1s in the world. They were raised in a manner to trust their nature. It's not very common, though. I don't see a lot of them. They're not, they're not, there definitely is a majority of wounded type 1s than necessarily really high-functioning type 1s as adults. And so rather than give you the, um, you know, how do you, if you're a parent of a wounded adult type one child you need to see where you taught them to not trust themselves because you were the original message that they are now running and that's okay to admit your shortcomings with an open heart and to be able to say it wasn't my intention but now I recognize that I hurt you and I want to support you in really coming to learn learning who you are and loving yourself and trusting your greatest gifts. And that's really, I'm going to say, that's the standard thing to say for every uh, each one of the four types, that statement right there. And I'm not going to get a lot into all the many things you could do. Um, the adult needs, your support just gives permission for the adult to start healing their own life, the adult child. You can support them now. And you can do a lot of guided imagery and visualization work where you're going back and you're imagining yourself as that healthy parent with the knowledge and tools you have now to reparent them in different scenarios that you can recall that were really wounding to them. And that does change the energy and that opens the space for healing to occur in this time and this now because we're all linked to this whole every aspect of every phase of our lives we're energetically connected to on our timeline. So it does shift things. So you can do that for your child. Now, the type two is our subtle, more relaxed, the more calm energy that has been unfortunately referred to as a shyness in human beings. It's not at all. The energy moves inward, has a downward motion, It has a soothing, flowing expression to it. So type 2 children are not going to be as vocal. They're not going to be as assertive. They're going to hesitate before they share. They're going to not... um, They're going to... Their nature is to ask a lot of questions. And so when a type 2 has not been parented true to their nature, they grow into the adult that that questioning turns inward and they question themselves 
unnecessarily and incessantly. The questioning nature, which is meant to be a function to help guide them through life, because the questioning nature is to help them gather details so they can make a plan to move forward, and that's all meant to be a very functional, uh, an ability to function in this world through their nature so they can flow in a calm, confident manner through life, that questioning turns inward and they're questioning themselves and they worry and they tend to keep a lot within and they create a lot of assumptions based on the many things they're considering in the way their mind flows into the future or flows into the past. Because their mind's trying to resolve things. It's very methodical. It's trying to resolve the questions. So then the answers are are really assumptions that are not based on really succinct, accurate, um, qualities of of what's really happening. And I know, so I've been married to a type 2 for 32 years. He will question things inwardly, draw his conclusions based on assumptions that are not based on really being verbal, checking in, gathering information by going outward to ask the questions, gather the feedback from those that are involved in the inner, you know, it's like, John, you have an inner conversation that includes me, but it's you speaking for me in your mind. It's not even me. So it would be supportive if you have things you're working out that involve me, that you ask your question to me, I give you my feedback based on my experience, and then you use that to draw your conclusions and to work things out for your own plans. And so you'll be thinking for other adult, wounded type 2 adults start to think for other people and rather than outwardly ask what it is that they're trying to resolve that involves the other person. The other dysfunction that I strongly see in type 2s is they, they don't believe they can speak up. They withhold their voice. And one of the key things that I'm including in my new book, The Child Whisperer, is to teach a type 2 child that they have a right to speak up, not to be loud, they don't have to be assertive. They can be more subdued, they can have a quieter tone, but they have a right to be heard. To speak up and to be heard is for that message to be really, to give that, to really honor a type 2 in their childhood with that message because Type 2s question themselves, and then they don't feel they have a right to speak up. And then therefore they don't, because they have to go, if they feel like to be heard, they have to be assertive. They have to go against their nature and be the opposite of who they are. And I've met Type 2s that have trained themselves to be more assertive and more aggressive, and they pay a huge price on a physical level with more illness and uh, side effects on a physical level because they're physiology is more sensitive and now because they're running all this aggressive energy their body gets hit and so that's another side effect i see in the wounded type 2 adult is these physical ailments that they're suffering from because they're not in their flow and they're not in their comfort and they're not allowing themselves to be more methodical and to move at a pace that's different from a very pushed, a very type 3, 4 world that we live in. And especially type 2 men that are not, that are seen as weak or inadequate and think they have to override that. The irony of that is some of our most successful men financially are type 2s. Bill Gates, um, Warren Buffett, um, Mark Zuckerberg, they're all type 2s and they got, they stayed true to their nature my son, who's a type 2, he's always really thrilled to hear of the genius and the success of type 2 men. Uh, Einstein was a type 2. So you've got a lot of uh, power in the type 2 world. Type 2 women, though, it's a very interesting time in which we live because they're the classic feminine. You know, they're the feminine of 
our mothers and grandmothers were all that's the culture's depiction of the feminine soft calming nurturing what a type two movement is in a woman is the classic kind of old traditional feminine cultural role model yet we live at a time where women are saying oh you know we we don't want to be captive by that one you know that one um definition of the feminine that you know of course we now know that there's a lot of type threes and fours that are going that's not me and they were all the women behind the whole you know feminine all the feminine right movements through the decades were type threes and fours susan b anthony type four you know we've got amelia Earhart, type three so they're like i don't fit that and yet don't let that cancel out that that's a very perfect expression for a woman that's a type two woman so don't think you've got to be somebody that you're not just to fit in with the modern day woman like it's not okay to be that anymore it is what i what i hope to do with the work that and the and sharing my work globally is to just really get rid of these old cultural boxes we put ourselves in that are not serving us in our adult roles even so the type two you know for you to learn to speak up that you have a right in your own voice in your own way i've given you some tips on how not to draw conclusions based on your assumptions and how to direct your questions outwardly to stop your questioning mind towards yourself you are who you are love it trust it believe it live it that's good love it trust it believe it live it just be that with yourself be who you are now the type three the type three child is our push forward i call it the determined child oh i said type one is the fun loving child i call type two the sensitive child type three is our determined child now this is all nice and fun if you're a boy but if you're a type three girl and you're a child, you know, you're not, especially with the old classic with the feminine cultural box that I just mentioned, the type 3 female does not fit that at all. So you have this little baby who's grunting and gargling and has this sort of what we have then tagged on type 3 girls as tomboys because we think that's a masculine movement and we think, oh, she's more like a boy. No, she's just a type 3. It's not male nor female. It's movement. It's type 3 movement. Push forward, swift, abrupt. Loves the challenge, loves the adventure, loves to connect with the world physically, likes to explore, get out there, and does not want to be confined to a home every day of their lives. So again, if you have a type 3 child, you may have told them that they're just, again, in the world of too much, they're overwhelming, they're exhausting. Oh, my gosh, this child wears me out. Yeah, they just don't ever, they don't ever sit down. They don't, it's like they get the message of calm down, stop being so aggressive, so determined. And so the type three grows up. You know, most men fare pretty well with this. There are not as many wounded type three men, but there's a whole lot of wounded type three women. And these women are really at odds with this aspect of their being, with this core nature of who they are, because they feel very unfeminine with it. They feel very uh, conflicted with it. How do I be my female self in really living true to this? It's like I'm too aggressive. I'm too loud. I'm, I'm too... I take on too much. I... You know, I I tend to intimidate people or I tend to, they think I'm pushy. I mean, I hear all that, you know, I'm pushy, my care is about, you know, it's interesting how even when I teach this and uh, this is no excuse, I'm not saying, I'm certainly, I honestly don't think I'm too pushy. I think I'm just true to my nature and I'm a type three and I believe in what I live by and I want to share it with the world and so I'm really eager to spread the word and so you know a lot of people misread that and I still get feedback on not a lot I really cleaned it up I the more I love myself the less I see of that 
but the whole too pushy, too loud, too aggressive. Uh, and women especially get hit with that that are type 3. So type 3 women, they either just carry a lot of anger that can come out, unfortunately, in scenarios that aren't really favorable to how we then respond, that how that makes us look, because we can be overreactive, that we kind of have to... We repress this anger, and it can come out on our children. It can come out on our spouses. It can come out in situations where our buttons get pushed, and then, boom, the trigger gets pulled, and we go. And then we regret it later and are embarrassed. So anger is an issue for type 3 adults that feel at odds with their movement because that is just a fire is our element, and... We get really fired up, and so we have to deal with this whole anger scenario. And women that have really shut it down, deeply repressed it, they look old a lot. They get, they age themselves. They 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 look worn. They look tired. They look stressed. And by the time they're 45 and they're not living true to themselves, they look a good 10 to 15 years older than they are because it's a very stressful energy to have to causes a lot of stress in the body to repress this very dynamic substantial movement and to question it and they're very depressed women you know each type can get depressed I'll say that I, it's not just type 3's I see type 1's type 2's all types that deal with depression if they've repressed their true nature I do see it in type 3 women in a way that that is just a intensity that they carry that they're trying to mask that's eating away at them and a sadness with all of that because they're just not, they feel so imprisoned. And being a type 3 woman myself, I've had to overcome a lot of depression in my life and a lot of being at odds with myself and really trust my quality of the feminine, which is very type, which is a type three expression. Type three man, again, it's a world that supports that. Um, we kind of think type three is the classic male, just like we think type two is the classic female. But in a world where men are being asked to really connect with their hearts, type three men aren't as favorite seen perceived as favorably if they don't have a, a sensitivity to them, if they're just so aggressive. Uh, Donald Trump's a, he's kind of, I think they've been working with him because watching Celebrity Apprentice, he's still very in-your-face, very aggressive, very type 3. But there is a quality of caring about him. The fact that what he's doing is about donating to charities, that's the heart side of Donald Trump doesn't really come out in the boardroom when he's dealing with these really charged up celebrities that he's got to hold his own but how does a type three like donald trump that's really built an empire on his type three swift very substantial confident movement well he created a reality tv show that honestly raises millions and millions of dollars for charities around the world and that would just make sense that that's how a type three male like Donald Trump would would bring his heart into his world, which is awesome. So I gotta give him credit for that. Way to go, Donald. For you to you know, really get this money into places that to, to distribute monies in places that it's helping a lot of people. That's awesome. So type threes need to really learn how to trust their more determined, more adventurous nature and they need to get out and get physical more. Especially type three women. Being physical, dancing, aerobics, um, swimming, learn a new physical skill, sign up for a 5K, do something, challenge your physical self, get your body connected with this world again, get yourself, you know, I'm very physical, I play tennis three, four times a week, I do sprint triathlons, I've run a lot of marathons, I started doing all this when I was about 41, and I didn't know it how much I used to work out and all that but that got really boring to me just to go work out that was a whole weight loss thing and when I started to enter events and celebrate and go to these events 
and be around people, which were a lot of type threes, that were just all there with this adventure, taking on this challenge, and everyone had prepared, and just the feeling of the start, being at the start line, and just the charge, feeling that charge and that thrill, and being in a competitive sport. And I don't have to win. I like to win, but I don't have to win. My goal is to play my best and to play full out and to really just be in my own movement and give myself a place to do it. And that, I think, really helps type 3 adults get more physical, challenge yourself, and compete a little bit, compete in something. And you don't have to compete against others. Compete against yourself. See if you can do it. That will really help you. Now, our type 4, that's our more structured, still, the constant still movement. I call um, this child the more serious child. Because that's the thing that's expressed about these children that worries a parent. They're so serious. They're not social enough. They're not. They're so adult-like. They're so mature. Um, I keep going back and forth between the more serious child to the more mature child. I haven't settled on which of the two I'm going to go with. You're welcome to give me feedback on that. I may or may not use it, depending. i got to go with my intuitive self, to, you know, but if you want to... Submit an email at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Um, but I'm just, I notice how, what, how parents refer to their children and the movement. What will rec- honor the movement? And the movement comes across as more serious because it's a more structured, more straightforward, more exact movement. So these children are incessantly told they're way too serious. They need to get more social. They need to smile more. They need to interact with people. They need to be more outgoing. Uh, They need to not be so worried about um, the execution of things. They need to not be so in charge and bossy. You know, who do they think they are? You know, these children have a lot of nerve. Don't they know I'm the adult? How come they're telling me how to do things? So... a type 4 will grow up into be in the type 4 world it's black and white so you fall on one of these two sides there's not any gray in the middle so if you're not trusting your type 4 self you'll revert to your you'll you'll try and lighten it soften it um if your secondary is a type 1 you'll try and override it with being more cute more friendly pleasant if your secondary is a type 2 you'll try and soften it subdue it quiet it you know just take off the the straightforwardness of it the boldness of it um if you're type 3 secondary you tend to fall into the other category i'm going to tell you the other side of the um choice but you'll you'll and i will say for each of these when you're wounded you'll revert to your secondary and that's why people are so curious about their secondary nature, because I believe most adults have overdeveloped secondary natures. Because nobody raised you true to your nature, because no parent knew how to do that effectively. And so everyone's got overdeveloped secondary natures that they're trying to deal with all the time. You know, how where does that where do I place that? How do I manage this? Because those traits of their secondary were so personified in their human nature that they're overexpressive. And so in the type 4 world, this will happen. Now, the other side, the other place that they fall is they become so type 4 that they're so rigid, they're so analytical, they're so in their head, and if they and they have to be right, and they kind of love to control their environment and control any space that they're a part of they need to be in control of things and they take everything into an analytical diagnose being analytically diagnosing everything so that they can you know their mind is just now taken over their lives in so many ways and they can get really mean and blunt and it comes across rude and this is an extremely wounded type 4 that has no connection to their heart now. And that's when I hear type 4s go, I don't want to be a type 4 because, you know, they scare me. I met someone recently at our storage. She's a type 4. 
she was actually kind of she and she was really kind of she was really bold and vocal about it and she was really interesting because she said I'm a type one I'm like I don't think so I think you're type four well I don't want to be a type I don't want to be like my mother I said well then be a type four that's different than your mother however your mother was I didn't get into it with her but it was like you know every type has the dysfunctional side of our human nature that says, geez, I don't want to be that. Well, of course you don't. But guess what? There's places and times you probably are because that's just the way it goes. And you get to look at it and go, where am I acting and behaving and choosing to be that way and excusing myself from it, but I certainly don't like it in others of my type, but where am I? I'm going to check myself there. I'm going to see where am I doing exactly the same thing, and I'm going to really notice it in myself and make some different choices and start loving myself, living true to myself, so I don't have to go to those dysfunctional extremes. So in the world of type 4, you've kind of got the all or nothing. I'm all type 4, or I'm not going to be any type 4, and yet you can never repress it completely. And so the greatest gifts of the type four are not utilized, which one of the greatest gifts is having a keen eye to perfect this world and having a mind that can critique things. The critiquing mind becomes a critical mind and one with with critical opinions and a lot of willingness to share those opinions when they don't feel they're being respected or heard. So when they've not been raised to be honored as their own authority, they're going to, and I'm going to use a little swear word here, they're going to make damn sure that they're going to be heard and be their own authority and nobody's telling me what to do. Or the other side of it is, I I don't even know how to be myself, I've lost myself, and I don't even know how to trust my own sense of authority. Because being my own authority just got me in trouble. And I kept keep getting it beaten down. So I'll just give up my my authority completely. Now, I did an interesting survey on my own, a research. I may have mentioned this on a previous radio show. The last occurrence of the very tragic and unfortunate um, high school shootings that happened a few months ago, and I don't remember, I think, I don't remember the location exactly, but when a teenage boy took it upon himself to... Um, take a gun and and then take it to school and to shoot other classmates. And Columbine High is the most um, extreme of that ever, that unfortunate kind of event, that tragedy that really is like, oh my gosh, is this, are we even really experiencing this on this planet? Come on, let's get this. Let's clean this up, folks. Let's see where we're amiss and take responsibility for our for our human condition here. And I did a research on my own, Anne and I, my daughter Anne. They, we read a UN, USA Today article that cited all of the different like incidents that had occurred in public areas or high schools, and the children and teenagers that were the that had initiated these and they had all their names and it was just sort of a timeline of these happenings and we looked every one of them up they were all males and Anne said to me mom I bet those are all wounded type fours that are so angry that they're not respected and they're not heard in their world that they just they lost it and they just decided I'm going to be I'm going to create I'm going to do this so people listen to me and give themselves this false sense of power. And we looked every one of those boys up, and yes, every one of them was a type 4. And that is when it's extreme, extreme, when a type 4 has been so abused and wounded that it can even turn into that. And that's an extreme um, side of it. So I'm not suggesting, although, I mean, we're at a time when we need to really wake up and take account of, be accountable for who we are and how we 
work as adults and how do we can start getting along and how we can start honoring our children because we've taken the whole killing each other so far that it's like it's time to stop there's no sense of it anymore and there's really in my opinion you know getting a little getting a little soapbox here that it's just it's time to swing the pendulum in the other direction we've done enough it's like enough is enough and especially when children start killing children, what a message for us to look at and say, we need to see some things and we need to be accountable as parents and we need to, yeah, if it takes a little more effort to raise your children true to their type because they're all different, then go for it because you're just going to be so glad you did. So that's the world of, um, well, to help a type four, it's really just to own yourself as your own authority and to start to trust it and love it. That'd be the number one thing. I am my own authority. In type fours, there's two qualities they get confused by, boldness and stillness. Boldness doesn't mean an outward expression of, I speak up boldly, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Boldness is a position. It's I boldly stand on what I feel is important. It's a, Boldness is a stance not necessarily a behavior. It's a knowing. It's a clarity. It's being boldly aware of what's important to you and living true to it and boldly living true to it. That doesn't mean you have to be verbal and outwardly extrovert about it. It's just you're bold. Stillness is not a a behavior. It's an inner quality. Stillness is not um, I sit around and I'm meditating all day. It's an inner quality of being very reflective, having a a sense of stillness within your being that carries you, that's within you. So type fours get really thrown because they're not taking time to really anchor that stillness and to reflect, have a period of reflection and quiet time so they can get really centered and still and that creates balance in their subtle energy system. So those are my suggestions. That's the wounded adult child. Uh, It's taken pretty much the entire show, but there was a lot to cover. And so I will open the call now. I probably have time for one or two live callers. I did have a couple written in questions. I'll see if I have any live callers today, if you have any questions about today's topic, any ahas, insights, uh, commentary. I'd love to hear that as well. The number is 347 Six seven seven one nine six three, and you press one two times on your phone to um, indicate. Then they'll show me that you want to talk. Come live on the air. Just press that number one twice. That makes me consider I could probably write a book for each of the four types. Maybe that'll happen someday. But I got to get the next one out. There's so many opportunities to keep expanding on this information. That's why I love energy profiling. There's so many wonderful things you can tap into to understand more clearly and to improve the quality of your life with this very simple and very intuitive model. That's the other thing I'd say type fours get lost in energy profiling because they they move off the intuitive experience of it into the logical experience that's not a logical model. It's not that you can take ten questions and have the perfect ten questions that are going to give everybody the perfect answers to then know which type they are. Type fours will suggest that. You know, could we just come up with, you know, some assessment tools that we can easily answer? And it's like, no, you can't, because everybody's at a different degree of who they are. It's, you know, your human nature is a moving target in a way, because everyone has different primaries and secondaries, and and there's not, it's not something you can put into a logical, analytical system. It's an intuitive, organic, very holistic system. It's what the nature world gives us. We live in it every day, and yet it it works. And I believe every human being deep down really knows themselves when given the proper guidance and support in coming to that knowing, to remembering that truth. And so we continue to provide support, but it's not our role nor I do believe it's other any other human's role to tell you who you are. Work that out between yourself and God and trust that you do know. And it's trying to be shown to you every day of your life. It's just do you trust it and will you allow the emotional issues that come up for you to come up so you can clear whatever wounding you took on because that's part of the knowing is 
the wounding that you've got to heal. A caller from 480-962, you're live on the show. Hi, Carol, this is Pat Talley. Hi, Pat. How are you? Good. Um, I'm listening to your radio, and I just got a aha moment here because I remember um, one time frame I had a, a gal come over to my house, visited me, a church person that visits me once a month, and um, we were talking, and she said to me, well, Pat, you've got all this information reading these books on, like, feeling very alive, never die. She said, but you just don't have it in your heart. And you made that statement, is that there's no connection to your heart. And, I mean, I've been trying to figure out what type of personality I am, whether I was a type 4 or a type Two or whatever. It's just been so confusing because I do have this wounded child inside of me. So I just wanted to thank you for this. Oh, you're radio welcome. Talk Look, today. your heart. You're connecting with your heart right now because, as a type four, it would not be comfortable for you to share it, feel your in a public venue like this, get so emotional. And thank you for letting yourself be vulnerable because that's your heart. Okay. That's so is that right more there. like a type 4 or a type 2 or whatever? I think, well, based on what you're telling me and the way that struck you, it would be type 4. Okay. Because okay. that's when I was talking about it. Okay. Because type 2s get, they become, they're, they don't, I've never met a type 2, a wounded type 2 that's closed off their heart. If anything, they're, they they uh, do the opposite, and they their hearts to they let everybody walk all over it, you know, in a way they let they that they I've never met a type two that they have a heart they their heart's so much a part of their being. But type four is because you are pre your your nature is to be oriented more intellectually. That's just your your orientation. You're pre you're designed to be a more intellectual experience with the world. You'll put walls up around your heart when your heart's been hurt. Okay. Yeah, because I've been doing the chakra clearing and all that type of stuff. So good for you. I'm I'm open to finding my truth here. <laughs> good for okay. you. So thank you so much, Carol. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank you for okay. calling in. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It. My next caller is from 801. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi. Who's this? Hi, this is Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Um, I am having some difficulties, I guess you could say, with um, my type three, two-and-a-half-year-old. Um, he's a very smart little boy, and I think I, I may be expecting too much of him, but um, he, he's having problems with just being really angry about everything. Whenever he doesn't get his way or what whenever you something. I'm type four. Okay, how much does this little boy get out of the house? Go to a, go to somewhere a playgroup, a playground. Yeah, we, um, we try. We have a little park behind our house, so as often as we can, we go out there. Probably three, I don't know, five times a week. We're trying to get him out to the park. And we have a playgroup at our house um, every Friday. Our kids come over here. Um, he's. We have. A, I have a baby. A little. He's got a little sister. So, um, yeah. she's still napping a lot. So sometimes I feel like we're we're limited, and you know that we is can't he just go out whenever a we lot? want. Is he, he what? Is he, being, is he getting shushed or told to be quiet a lot? Oh well. <laughs> um, I. No, I wouldn't say so. Sometimes he can be really loud. So you know, if he's being extra loud, I try to have him be, you know, move away from her, the bedroom door or to be quieter. Yeah. Well, extra but, loud may be the norm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. what's extra loud to you may be the norm for him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not extra loud in his just being naturally himself. It's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Typically two-and-a-half-year-olds that are type threes. They're angry because they're feeling really kind of trapped. They're not. There's not enough at venue for their expressive self, for their getting into things. And 
being able to get into, you know, if everything is so, and you're being a type four, you're obviously going to have things pretty structured and pretty ordered. You know, you're going to have that's just your nature to have a very have more structure in place. Mm-hmm. The fact that he, you know, if he just can't get into things like he wants to, like my daughter, who's a type one, who has a type three, two and a, two and a half year old little boy. When he gets angry, he hasn't had enough out time. He's like, I'm sick of this house. I'm sick of there's nothing new here. Mm-hmm. And you don't let me get into anything anyway. I can't get into the kitchen drawers. I can't go explore the things I'm exploring. I'm like, I'm bored. And mm-hmm. I'm angry. And I don't know what mm-hmm. to do with all this energy. Yeah. So all this energy that wants to be expressed in this kind of um, adventure of life that he's now walking around, he's you know got a mind that's starting to understand there's an outside world, there's things that are interesting, I want to get into things, and he can't. And now that energy mm-hmm. builds. And then it just comes out as anger. Now, is he really angry? I doubt it. I don't think a two-and-a-half-year-old has a conscious ability to go, oh, I'm angry. I think the energy starts to be expressed that way. So it comes out as anger. Mm-hmm. That That's just pent-up energy. And he's probably too much for you all the time. <laughs> you know, and you got to admit that. Mm-hmm. you got to go, you know yeah. what? This kid's a steam engine. I don't, I can't keep up with him. So I need to hire the 12-year-old that's going to take him to the playground. I don't have to go to the playground then. You know what I'm saying? Mm Because if you have to be the one that creates every one of those scenarios, you're going to get burnt. You're going to just get, you're not going to have fun. And you're going to be at the playground going, okay, come on, 15 minutes, because I don't want to. See, you don't want to be there. So why do you have to be the one, you know, pay the 12-year-old $4 for an hour, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get get the yeah. type 3 12-year-old boy that's going to come and wrestle with him to help. Ex- you got to be creative. It's, see, this is where parents of type 3 toddlers get really frustrated with these kids because these kids now have engaged with the world. You know, they're like, hey, let me at it. I want to see where I'm at. Where, what can I, you know, and they they have this energy. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not designed to meet it at all times. So you need to employ yeah. others. Okay. So as I daily try to get him out outside more and more active, you think that you know, his yeah. burn the reaction fire up. to everything will kind of <laughs> mellow down. Yeah, mellow out, because when he yeah. can, he'll get tired, he'll chill. Because <laughs> Jenny will say when Joseph gets out and he really can push it, he's pretty mm-hmm. calm at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he balances out, see. We're looking for, mm-hmm. I don't like the word, you know, we say they calm, they balance, they become more at ease. They balance mm-hmm. out. They're out yeah. of balance. When they're that, we'll see, they're out of balance. They're telling you, my energy's really pent up. It's my aggressive mm-hmm. energy. It's really pent up. And now I'm just going to go around as an angry two-and-a-half-year-old, and you're going to call me. I'm in my terrible two stage. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's a type three that doesn't have enough healthy avenues for their natural expression. Okay. So try to them. suggestions Let's, for, like, the days where we just can't go outside, maybe because of weather or... Something is. What can I do to just let him get off some energy inside? Um, have a big pushing match with him for ten minutes, and really have him run around. Have him do. Put the timer on and say, uh-huh. "Okay, make game, make like physical challenges. Uh-huh, you know, do okay. things that he feels like he's competing against the clock, or you know, simple things. Try some of that. Okay, that's a good idea." Okay, okay. Let me give it a try. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you. That's all the time I've got today. I don't even have time. I'm going to start my my ending, but I appreciate everyone um, listening. It's a little longer show today, but I was really grateful to be able to share this information. Please let others know in the Live Your Truth Forum what a great show today was, and um, invite them to come listen to it. It will be. It'll help many adults learn to 
really live true to their nature and overcome the wounding of their own, their child life. And then remember, if you're an adult of a wounded child, I gave you a key statement in here. It was in the type one section. So write that down and share that with your adult children, and they'll love you very much for that. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm going to be off next week, and I'll be back. Actually, I'm off the next two weeks due to some um, traveling I'm doing and other events I'm, I'm putting on, and I'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, enjoy the recordings in the archive. Thanks for being such great parents. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.